This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! What is up, everyone? It is Friday night, and you know what that means. It means independent comics and independent wrestling from your favorite independent comic and wrestling show, Indie Alley. How you doing, Fred? I'm doing good. Yeah, so what's up? I'm kind of pissed off this week. It's kind of been a shitty week, and, you know, today we got people pirating comics. What the hell? There's people pirating comics? Did you see that, or were you smart and stay off Twitter? I haven't been on there much today. I've been focusing on fantasy football. Smart man. There's something, I guess it was kind of like an illegal library service that was online, and people were just being able to check comics out from it, but this service never gets permission from the actual artist, and they don't pay any kind of license fee. And it got shut down, I guess. Um, A court order or something shut it down, and people are... Up to their usual, justifying why it's okay to steal comics, right. fucking pirates. You know, yeah. I, I just don't get it. I don't, and it's, yeah. it's irritating. I don't really associate with pirates like some people. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. Those pirates, they gotta go. They got to go. Yeah, yeah, and those buccaneers too. <laughs> yeah, I don't like them either. Don't they have Tom Brady now? Yeah. Something like that, the forty-three-year-old Messiah. I don't know. Yeah, they have the they don't they they have the twenty-four-hour champion too. Who's that? They have Gronk. Doesn't Gronk still have the belt? No, I think he left because of the contract. But he left with a belt. Joe. So unless he's lost it already, because I don't watch WWE. Who's the twenty-four champion? I don't know. Uh, He said he twenty-four-seven. Look it up. (laughs) He can't hear you, Andrew. <laughs> That's why he has Google, but yeah. So, yeah, fuck the pirates. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Overall, it was a decent week, I guess. For you, maybe. Yeah. I mean, were you attacked for Rage Against the Machine? Uh, That's post? right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's been a crap week. It's been thing after thing after thing. I yeah. forgot about your Rage Against the Machine. Post attack. one little thing about Zach and Tom, and things went to crap. Things went to crap. People, I guess people people didn't realize that they were a political band. I don't know. I mean, they're like my post said, their their name literally is Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know, but I got to see like how America is really smart and brilliant with their comebacks and things that they say, <laughs> and they can say things about kids in wheelchairs and things like that. But you know, it's uh, cool. At least he can read. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, and you know, the funny thing is I was going to come into that tweet. I just had got busy that day, and I was going to say, do we need to uh, let them know about System of the Down? But before I even had a chance to get into it and start some shit, you had already had to glock it down, man. I was like, whoa, that happened fast. Yeah, the just came out. It, it blew up. I think I had like over 50 like likes and retweets within like an hour. Wow. And um, it just took one troll. That mm-hmm. you know leans a bit to the right. He kind of hangs to the right a little bit, um, and then they swarmed like killer bees, or I don't know, 
what 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 are they called now? Murder mosquitoes now. I heard there's some Murder kind of mosquitoes, mosquitoes that uh, kill people now right. too. Have you heard about that? Is. No, but of course there yeah. is. The, like <laughs> I, I guess like forty percent of people that get um bit by these mosquitoes. Uh, they I think up. the universe is trying to tell us something. The mountain out here is on fire. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Not far from me. They've yeah, already evacuated. Evacuate soon. You know, um. we're not in the evacuation zone, but we're about eight nine miles away from, you know, where it's been evacuated already. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the universe is letting us know that it's not happy yeah. with the way we're behaving. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time in the history of man, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, it would not. Go, go get me some of that goat's blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now you're into that book, huh? Yeah, now I'm into that book. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, like, you know, the DMs were blown up and stuff, and I had to shut it down, lock it down for a little bit. And then when I unlocked it down, then I found out that <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> last name was trending because of uh, him being a chauvinist and things like that. And Oh, and, that had to do with uh, feet. Yeah, and I was like, oh, man, I just put my name as that i'm like i can't get a win right now i feel like the lions but uh, here we are <laughs> it happens and man this was a bad week i mean when we hit the wrestling i'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be a cranky yeah, but you, there's you, a bunch of little things that annoyed me but, but but you know what it hasn't been a bad week with the books that i read this week i don't know about you no they were great books uh there's never really a bad comic book is there <laughs> Um, no, but I, he's leaving Superman. <laughs> yes, he is. Both books. Yes, he is. Yeah. I'm not celebrating too early because we need to know who his replacement is before I start, you know, going rah, 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 you know. <laughs> but unless yes. he has like a ghost writing name, right? Oh, yeah. He comes back. <laughs> or they get like J.J. Abrams' son. Didn't oh, they write a Spider-Man book together or something yeah, like that? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. It's it's so, it's it's time for like somebody younger, a new voice. Yes, a new voice. It's time to put Brian Edward Hill on Superman. That would be pretty freaking awesome. But yeah. I think he's too busy with his Hollywood stuff. But that would be freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes. So. Speaking of Brian Edward Hill, Andrew, I don't know if you read this book this week, but um, you know I read this book because I got I got blown up publicly. Oh yeah. Because it's not only Brian Edward Hill's book, but it's um, Raphael Anico. How did I? Can't, yes, Raphael Anico's book too. Yes. And Raphael blew me up because yeah. I mean, sometimes you gotta, you know, some people catch you slipping, you can get knocked out. I remember growing up and stuff. Um, George Foreman, he knocked out was it Michael Moore? Not not yeah. the documentary guy, but the actual boxer Michael Moore. Yeah. And he got him. Um, yeah. <laughs> caught him sleeping yeah and I, oh. I, when he sent that to me i was like i only read his tweet i didn't read what was above it and then i scrolled up i was like oh that was directed towards you okay <laughs> yes that was directed towards me man it, it was not my um my best moment and the crazy thing is i tag artists yeah. all the time i've gotten in an argument in dms with people who say well there's not enough space for me to write what i need yeah. to write and da, da, da. i'm not tagging the whole creative team i'm a tag the creative team kind of person and he has actually listened to us multiple times yeah. when we did this talk to up his book and, and talked up his past. art and yes 
because we checked the downloads. This was before we were on the network, and you could see uh -huh. that there was, you know, two or three downloads from uh, Italy. Uh, so you knew that, yeah. that was him because he was retweeting it as well. Yeah, and, you know, it was it was my attempt at a bad joke. I was in one of those moods where I was making jokes in my post yeah. that day, and it was kind of a... As we get into, we'll talk about this comic. It's about it's about an axe. You know, mm -hmm. there's something happens with an axe, and I kind of made a. You know, I was talking to Brian Edward Hill directly, like saying, "Hey, back in the swing of things, huh?" You know, and and in making that joke directed towards Brian Edward Hill, it came across as I was just crediting Brian Edward Hill mm -hmm. for this comic and not Ianko. And I apologize. I am very good about that. Today, I spent a half an hour trying to figure out the artist who drew the artwork on the cover of a old ECW DVD to make sure I credited. That's how far I go down the rabbit hole to give credit a lot of times, especially when I'm on my, that other page that I'm doing with the wrestling stuff. I have to really dig deep sometimes, but uh, I apologize. I will always make sure to credit artists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could it's, I don't think you like intended it, but, um, I guess let's let's get into the book. Yeah. Okay. Now this book, just like any other book that Brian Edward Hill writes, he lets his artist shine. And yep. there's a bunch of panels where there's no dialogue and the story progresses. And he does that because he's a TV guy. And that's what, I, I mean, we've said it multiple times. I mean, this is like that probably the eighth time or the sixth time we've covered this book. And Raphael's art steals the show, especially towards the end of this book because we know that um there's a murder in mm -hmm. it out there and i know people are saying yeah well postal takes place that's what happens in eden's fault and <laughs> no <laughs> they're coming after the people and um all i have to say is you know i'm not gonna spit out a lot of stuff about the book but who do you think got it in in this home was it mark or was it um what's the wife's name uh is it oh, Maggie? Is it Maggie? I, Marge? Uh, uh, I think it's Maggie, and I think she's the one that got it. Yeah, and maybe even both of them got it. But she definitely got it. And I knew she was going to get it. I was like, oh, man, don't answer that door. Don't answer that door. And, yeah, they nailed it. But you're right. The comic is amazing from an art standpoint. Some of my favorite panels in the last few issues of this comic are them in the woods. So it's a person by themselves in the woods kind of investigating, trying to track this murder down. So like you said, there's no dialogue. Mm -hmm. There's like maybe like a click or a creak or a crack right. like to signify that there's some noise in the woods. But there's no dialogue. So it's all done with the facial expressions of this person out in the woods, in the dark, knowing that there is a psycho among psychos, an alpha psycho. Because yeah. Eden is a place where psychos live. Well, and the no. good the good thing is is he's wearing a mask, so he's safe with all this COVID nineteen stuff going on around. Um, <laughs> yeah. How, but, how very charitable but, of him. But, <laughs> the, I I just want to say before we move on this, like the art, Raphael's like I've mentioned it um, before, is like the facials. Mm -hmm. Some of the best facial expressions or just close up of, of face facial art comes from this man and it's it's really good i know like a lot of times we praise like last week we talked about brian edward hill and three different books that he had written well mm -hmm. um i really think that a lot of times and i don't know this for fact 
but I think like when Matt Hawkins and him sit down and talk about things like who they want to put there, he he puts somebody really strong with him that you know he he might want to take some time off because he's you know writing stuff for Teen Titans or something TV show. I mean Titans, not Teen Teen Titans, <laughs> but um. You know, and it can progress the the book and stuff. And uh, Raphael is the right dude for this. Um, the art is really great. the The book is a winner. I mean, if you're not reading this, uh, you need to jump on it. I I suggest like start from the beginning, from the original postal books, then get on the Eden Falls. Um, because I think that was the second kind of arc in this. This is the third, um, mm-hmm. one. But jump on all those. It's a Top Cow's really good. They they put out a lot of yeah. good books. Definitely. We'll jump on it. Hey, and don't forget Troy Pateri um, did the letters. Yes. I'm not leaving anyone out anymore. No. <laughs> no. Troy seems to be on a lot of books, too. All right. Well, a book I read this week that I don't think you read, but I wanted to hit really fast, was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, that's a Kelly Thompson book. Um, we have the art by the, the married couple, Veronica Fish and Andy Fish, and... Then you have the letters by Jack Morelli. Um, it's just a return. It's it's the Archie Forever series. So these are a little lighter than the Archie Horror series. But I thought it was well done. It was entertaining. Um, I like Archie comics. So I like to always throw a shout out to them when I can and tell people that there's a new one. Because if you're like me and you dig just a fun light read. And it's nice to have that fun light read mixed in with all the dark stuff I read too. Because if you're an indie comics fan you read a lot of dark shit. Um, so it's a palate cleanser. So I wanted to throw that one out. Yeah, I did not read that, but I will say that when I did read Marvel and the Nancy Drew by -hmm. Kelly Thompson, those were books I would always read was her books. Um, she's just like her dialogue, like her book dialogue's really good. She's, she's pretty funny. I mean, she's funny enough to write Deadpool. And then um, she's just a good person. And the reason why I say that is one time I I ordered <laughs> some stuff from her inquiring about it. And, it, you know, um, through her personal um, store. And I was like, oh, it's been about, you know, a, a month and a half and I haven't received this. So I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I um, sent her an email. She emailed me back like within two or three minutes and said how sorry she was. She autographed all the things that I ordered. And then she sent me two more things in a personal note. And I was like, wow, you didn't have to do this. And I was like, that was really cool. Like, wow. she's she's truly a good person. So I, I always say support Kelly Thompson. Yeah, and it's it's classic Kelly Thompson dialogue in this. There was, a, there was at least three or four moments I laughed out loud. Oh, yeah, you know, of course. So if you like her style, yeah, yeah, you won't be disappointed. Right. Speaking about laugh out loud... Did you read The Boys, Dear Becky? <laughs> yes, I did. You did. <laughs> oh, hell yes, I did. It's, uh, I'm glad that book's back. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's awesome. <laughs> and I like how they take jabs at cancel culture in the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this book was timely. I almost felt like they wrote it like last month or something. They bring up COVID. Yeah. They, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, it is Garth Ennis, so you know like nothing is off um off limits for him and not even uh would you say billy badson nope not even <laughs> billy badson man that was awesome 
cut his freaking tongue off. <laughs> he, he's still destroying DC. Yes, he won't be oh. saying Shazam. <laughs> no, no Shazam. Well, did you see why? Billy Ratson's got an issue with keeping his thing in his pants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, <sighs> when he says Shazam, anything can happen. I guess I, I should try that one night. <laughs> Um, it gives new meaning to yeah. Shazam. Yeah, we'll drop the Showtime and call it Shazam. But uh, I will say that you know I'm I'm glad that this this book's back, and I'm what makes me excited about it is Dear Becky is based upon the arc of um what was it uh what's 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 the butcher? Yeah, it's about it's about his wife, right? The uh-huh. butcher's wife that actually she she gave birth to um and I'm brain farting. What's his name's son, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's much different in comics, but yeah, I'll just say that because you haven't read all the comics, I don't think. And in the the show, they they pop that info right away. Yeah. Last last episode, they let you know she's still alive. But we are under the impression that she's dead. And this comic takes place. Um, oh, Huey. Sorry, I can't remember yeah. his name for a minute. Huey yeah. is reading basically a diary, the butcher's writing thinking that she's still dead so it's a flashback in other words so through through the writing and through huey we're seeing things that happened before huey was a member of the boys yeah because because you did you get that and isn't that what the second season of the amazon prime show is supposed to be based upon like that's what they were like alluding to with the the tv show so they had to I get believe the, so. They have to get this book out there to, you know, I think what we're reading right now is going to take place on TV, wouldn't you say? I think some parts of it, yeah. I really do think that's going to be part of what's going on. I guess we'll see where it goes to see that for sure, but yeah, most definitely. Um what do you think about like having to um the first part when he's in the bar having to maneuver through that accent, man. Is he? He's Irish or Scottish? I can't remember now what. I, th- he I is. believe that's um, Scottish, but Garth Ennis is Irish, so um, I I don't know. I think I think you know when most people get drunk, you know <laughs> that side of them comes out. So I think that's what he was doing because in the past the books never sound so strongly with the accent. <laughs> But maybe you also become who you hang out with, and um, what was he's it? Back home. Yeah, and he's with uh Bobby, his friend is Bobby, right? Uh, <laughs> Bobby with an eye. Yeah, Bobby with an eye. Um, <laughs> you can figure that out yourself when you pick up the book. Um, and you find out that you know they're just talking their way through different um cancel culture moments and how to uh, maneuver. And, yeah. Uh, the the accent is going all the through, but I mean for me it's it's not that difficult. Um, because my grandmother, you know, she's from, she was from Dublin. So we would, if she got lit with the whiskey bottle, um, (laughs) you, you kind of knew how to translate things. So I basically, when I read it, I translated a lot of the uh, dialogue and, um, it was, it was pretty easy for me, but I mean, uh, thanks to grandma, I experienced that stuff. (laughs) I read it like Simon Pegg was playing it. Oh yeah, I, I always mean, do totally. that. Totally, like, he, he's he's hilarious. I love his movies. Yeah, yeah. and he was the influence for Huey. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I, I was okay with it, but I could see a, you know it could be a tough read for somebody. But patience, just patience. Yeah, uh, it's really, I mean, it was really worth it. 
plus the other thing is like some people aren't into the topics but um that's the thing with garth ennis <laughs> nothing's off limits yeah. that's why i like him he don't he basically he does not give a fuck <laughs> no no nope. there's and, gonna be the hypocrisy of, of everything was going to be exposed in right. this right right like the boys go to preacher go to jimmy's bastards any of those books he doesn't care <laughs> It's how he writes things. Read his Punisher, even. His Punisher is really, uh, is probably the best Punisher there is, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I just like his take on things. and his, his I, He's very graphic, but, I mean, sometimes you need that, you know. It's, it's funny. To me, it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> and Derek Robinson is just doing the covers. I didn't know that. I thought he was doing the interiors, too, the original artist. It's nice to see him on the covers, but he's not doing the inside. Um, the inside oh. is um, Russ Braun. So you get a little bit of the nostalgia, but it, there's another artist. But I didn't feel like, I don't know, it didn't feel different to me. It felt like the boys. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like the, the art style looked just like the um, original stuff. Uh, the good thing mm -hmm. is it's not drawn by Ryan Braun because then it'd be all steroided up. <laughs> yes. That's a baseball Except, joke. Yes. Yeah. Even I got that one. Oh, yeah. I mean... You're a but we shouldn't talk about steroids around wrestlers. So. Yeah. So, no. They're called, what is it called? Mexican flavor enhancements or something? Did you watch Hammerstone? Yeah. Oh, no. This week? Yeah. No, he, I he didn't was watch putting it. In his, oh, he, he's, he's shooting stuff into his coffee. Okay. He's just, just taking a syringe and putting like this, put it right in his coffee for flavoring, mm -hmm. he says. So he's trolling people because they think he's juicy. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. No, that's exactly. that's just protein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah, he was, was juicing, he'd look like Davy Boy Smith and veins popping out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny. It was yeah, a good one. Yeah. But we'll save that for wrestling. Sorry, yeah, I derailed yeah. us. <laughs> People are like, "Who's Hammerstone? <laughs> what is wrong with these guys? Turn them off. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on topic." Yeah. So. Well, a, a comic I read that you didn't read though. Because I want to get these ones out of the way that I this is one of the ones I'm going to unleash a little hell on a few people is the death of Nancy Drew. Wait, the she death died. Of Nancy... <laughs> hey, don't get me started. Oh, that's what right. people let, me, let me get let me get the out. artist and the writer out before I unleash. <laughs> it's written by Anthony Del Cole, um, art by Joe Isma, uh, colors by Salvador uh, Ali Ayala, and the letters are crank. Yeah, so when this was announced, the call, the Twitter culture had their normal little piss fit and um, went on and on about killing Nancy Drew to tell your story. You know, you killed Nancy Drew, and they just they shit on this comic. They shit on this comic for mm -hmm. three or four days, okay? And, of course, no one's talking about it now that it's out because they've moved on to whatever other outrage they've discovered for this week. I don't know, maybe... Um, what's it called harley quinn and the birds of prey but um they've moved on and they oh i see what this. you did there i was like wait what <laughs> oh that cover i see what you did there yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so <laughs> that's that's pretty funny because that's coming out of your mouth not mine take notice i did not say that yeah <laughs> I have to speak spanish on that one anyway don't comprende uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, that you're just killing Nancy Drew to tell a story about the Hardy Boys and blah, 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 blah. You know what? You guys hadn't read a page. No. 
No one can wait. No one can wait. They see a steal from a movie. They hear a rumor. Um, someone gets cast. Not understand. They don't like them. And a comic book cover comes out with a title. And they make a judgment having no clue what this is about. You know what? I'm spoiling it. So cover your ears for the next two minutes if you were planning on reading it. Wait, she's Nancy not Nancy Drew dead? is not dead. Yes. Nancy oh. Drew is not dead. It's a swerve. Oh. You know? She faked it's, her death? She faked her death. Because then the people that she's trying to track down don't know she's alive. Oh, you know, classic. typical. Yeah, classic. I think you've seen it in 30 movies. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, not cancel culture or take stuff out of context culture. <laughs> yeah assholes but you know it's a, it's really good it's dark it's mature um i like the way they handled um joe hardy you know what i mean joe hardy's like really just angry and pissed his friend's dead it turns out he's always had a crush on her but he never said it and just he's he's it's just a really good you know oh, detective yeah. crime noir comic book it's dynamite and it has more of that gritty feel than you would see like for example, like we said, Kelly Thompson's mm. Nancy Drew, which was a little more, you she, know, happier. She was and, more of like a teenager, though. Yes, exactly. This is a woman already a grown up, and she's gone through depression because something else happened. So she's, you know, she's had a tough time, Nancy Drew has. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I really dig it. And I know yours hasn't got there yet, but no, read it. You're going <laughs> to really like it. Spoiler and all. <laughs> no, I, I can just remember because um, the writer... Um, he follows me and I remember seeing all his tweets and him feeling really bad because people hadn't even read the book and they were like, why would he write a book like this? Why does a man have to come in and do the job? Why did they like, it was, it was turned into some kind of sexist thing. Um, yeah. you know, he's such a, uh, sexism. It's, it's sexism. He's, he's being sexist towards, um, mm -hmm. women. And that's why he brought those and added them on the book. No, it, I'm pretty sure Dynamite said, hey, we want you to write a book with Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys in it. He didn't decide this. <laughs> and then I would argue, based on what we I've seen so far, it may only be one Hardy Boy. The other Hardy Boys... They're broken kind of up? Like, well, they're not broken up, but they're, not, they're mad at each other because uh -oh. the other Hardy Boy just wants... Frank wants him to leave it alone uh -oh. and accept that Nancy's dead, and they got in a fist fight like brothers do. Okay. So one's and he's in off, WWE. And he's off at college. One's in WWE, one's in AEW. Yeah, one, one's a mess. working a drunk angle. One's like yeah. acting like he's three dudes in yeah. one. I see what... Okay. Dude, even the Bobsy Twins get a shout-out in this. You're they gonna do? Be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, so. I... <laughs> I remember when I had those books handed down to me from aunts and uncles. Yeah. <laughs> Never <laughs> read there, them. Man. I didn't read them, yeah. but they sat, they sat <laughs> <they're> there. there. <laughs> they were there next to go. the encyclopedias. Oh, <laughs> for those go. that don't know what encyclopedias, it was actually a book <laughs> that you look through. It's kind of like Wikipedia, except there was like two, two for M because, you know, you couldn't fit all M in one thing. And then, yeah, that's mind blown, right? That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. And sometimes they combine some of those letters like X, Y, Z would be all one together. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you had to spell. So if you didn't spell it right, you wouldn't <laughs> find the word. We didn't have technology to tell us, like, this was this. Like, every time I write fuck, it doesn't mean duck. Okay? <laughs> Talk I didn't text. have autocorrect. <laughs> Damn. Anyways, Damn. 
Speaking of using fingers and typing things, I read a book this week, uh, number two of Finger Guns. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Um, by Vault Comics. That's pretty good. And it was, uh, writer is Justin Richardson, um, artist is Val Hallerson, colorist R Rebecca Nalty, and uh, yeah, that dude, Taylor Esposito, uh, letters. <laughs> um, okay, this book, the first book I wasn't sure about, but the angle this book has... Um, moved into um with the abusive uh father mm -hmm. and the things and then the last panel of this book has me like really intrigued um yeah. because i didn't think it i thought it was going to be more of a kid's book but now i'm seeing like a crime drama is uh, progressing or mm -hmm. a preventative crime drama is progressing yeah mm -hmm. how did you feel i know you didn't like the first one we weren't sure about yeah, I, I didn't like the first one as much, but I like this one a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, especially, like you said, that twist at the end that now we're finding out that this is more of a crime drama. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a little depressing, but I did like, as it progressed, the relationship between um, the two main characters, how they just hung out and they were very open with each other and they became friends, just mm -hmm. hanging out, playing video games and, and like comparing, oh, your life is so awesome. You mean you can just come home and do whatever you want? Cause she comes from a life where she can't do anything. Right. And he's all, yeah, it's so awesome. My dad's never around. It's, you know, so you see that cool, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, you know, grass is greener on the other side when it really isn't. And, um, yeah, and then you add that next part is now we're going to progress into something different and exciting. The adventure basically starts in comic number two. Yeah, so. and I thought it was kind of, I guess you could say, um, cutesy. Where they did like the <laughs> little thing with the alphabet um, sign language oh, yeah. and stuff, and they were pointing their fingers at each other. So I thought that was kind of that was kind of funny. But then they threw in, you know, they threw in the stuff with the abusive parents, the um, the last panel, um, the boy character talking about the death of his mom when they brought yeah. up like eighties uh, pop music and stuff, and mm -hmm. you know, the girl was like, "Oh, my mom loves that too," and then he was like, you know. They were very open about certain things, and then she told about how her dad was kind of abusive, and yeah, and then the secret comes out. So, um, yeah, it's actually, I'd say it's pretty darn good. This issue it rates way higher for me than the first one. The first one, I'm like, what the heck is this? But now, you know, we often like we always mention, you can't judge a floppy on one week because mm -hmm. that's just one you know, one chapter of the story. We're yeah. on the chapter two. Now I'm intrigued. I really, and we say this a lot, I can't wait to read three because I want to know what's going to happen next. Exactly. It's trust vault. I guess you know better to trust vault. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a great example of not taking that culture of cancel attitude and just, well, I didn't like that. Done. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you would have missed out on something that's really good because, you know, not every episode is great. Not every issue is great. Sometimes yeah. you just got to move the story along. Not every chapter is great. Yeah. Know? So. Happens in wrestling all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There's bad weeks in wrestling, too. Um, uh, Reaver. Did you read Reaver? I did. Um, Justin Jordan. Um, Nico Hendrickson. Uh, I'm totally into um, Reaver. Uh, it's a little, like I said, I'm still getting used to not Re Rebecca Isaac being the artist, but I like it. Um, Nico Hederichon, I can't say his name, and Clayton um, Cowles um, doing the letters. But my favorite character, without a doubt, is um, 
the the small what is the the death eater or the skin eater the skin eater recula is her name yep and i'm curious if you're still a fan of her because she used the word trixie she said she's really trixie and that sounds very lord of the rings ish and i i don't know if when you read that bubble you slammed the book down in disgust i kind of did for a moment then i gathered my thoughts and i said my precious a couple times um (laughs) And then I went back to it. Um, <laughs> but I will say to like on on the hand that you said like um, the art, uh, I, I missed the art, but mainly I missed the colors because it was colored by Alex Gumeras, um, mm-hmm. and they kind of jumped off the page. And if you remember, like if you ever read Bone Parish, you know what yeah. I mean because the, every panel jumped off the page. Like he made Jonas Scharf's um, art just he he made that whole book so much better i mean not to take away yeah. from sharp or bun but like it just mm-hmm. shows the importance of a good colorist yeah. um yeah. but this book is great uh except for the hobbit stuff um <laughs> but you know i'm i'm kind of excited because you know you mentioned at the beginning of the show about pirates and stuff and we kind of end off on a pirate ship so um yeah i don't know about that part but <laughs> but i'll still read it because i was you know we're what eight issues in and i kept saying during the first trust the process yes that i was like (laughs) i'm just looking for a reason to jump off this book but i have just got it (laughs) i might have it this time we'll have to wait and see but i i do but i do like it i mean I, I like the book. I like the characters. I like how he's building off these two characters and their relationship right now. But they're split mm-hmm. apart now. So I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Do they run into another one of the crew? I don't know. I think it's great. It's grittier. This art makes it more gritty. feels more like I said a Red Sonia or a Conan type book. Mm-hmm. A little more than the other one did. Um, or the, the other artist did. Uh, but yeah, it's still very good. And I'm definitely going to keep reading it. Yeah. I have a question for you now. Um, I seen this morning that you had posted on your Twitter that you read Nailbiter Returns. Yes, now, I did. I know that you haven't read the previous few uh, trades, but I also I downloaded you the th- first one. You you read the first one? No, I downloaded the first okay. one, but I, I have not got to it. I don't really think you know if you hadn't read it. They kind of are reintroducing those characters in this book, which is kind of cool. But you get more of a backstory of these characters because they re- they return. Yeah, <laughs> I did feel though like I was missing like when they talk about the relationship between the detective and the mom, because I don't know that. And, they, and then when of course the big reveal of of Nailbiter, I didn't know who the hell that was really, no. so I didn't have the big oh moment that other people may have had reading the book. I, I didn't get that. Like, see, I didn't. This is wrestling language, but I didn't pop for many parts in this book. But when I did pop, it was about the last panel mm-hmm. and the Lucha Eliminator because yeah, they like, have got a, wrestling in it. Yes, they have a killer that puts you. He kills you with wrestling moves. Which is pretty badass, and he's a lucha, yep. so yep. take that WWE. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I like it, and um, I I suggest that you read them. Like you go through it. Like talk to Doctor Joe because um, he listened to uh, when Johnny and I covered the first mm-hmm. trade. Um, 
he jumped into it and I think he read all the trades within like a week or maybe two weeks at the most. Like he said he couldn't put it down, but it does move that quick. Like the, this isn't Joshua Williamson's flash right here. Okay. It's not going to take forever to read. And as you can see, like if you kind of sped through this book, that's how it is with every book with him. Mm -hmm. um, he was a horror writer though before like he worked for DC. So this is, this is kind of his thing. But I, I enjoyed it. Did you think it? I know you're not a big fan of um, horror. It didn't feel like a horror, this issue, so much. It felt more like a mystery. It's a, And um, that's that's kind of the feel you I, I would say you get for most of it because you get a lot of um, dark comedy, too. Yeah. Like, but see, but it didn't open that way. So I didn't. I thought I was in for something different. So it opens early with, um, you know, the the eyes uh -huh. and then um and then we have the scene a little bit not much later about the bloody bathroom and i'm like oh man where's this going this might be too horror for me it, it really did have a um oh what's the vibe i'm thinking of um gideon fall vibe where there's some panels that are just very disturbing uh -huh. and i was like oh man this is going to be another one of those tough ones i can't read at night but then you're right it changed to something else and Here's my question. Are, did they bring those people back from the dead? Yeah. Okay, okay. So there's some, like, magic involved in this. Yeah, so I like think, that. like, the the main thing is, um, I'm pretty sure that they were all dead. But mm -hmm. um, I think, like, the, the character at the end, and I might know who it is, but I don't want to reveal. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm into it because if you read all the trades leading mm -hmm. up to this this is so like reassuring that it, these characters all return because they were highlighted in each one of these trades like there was multiple characters i think that what is it 16 um people from this town like this town's created like 16 serial killers uh, and it, it's it's really like that's kind of disturbing and off-putting for people that doesn't don't read um horror <laughs> like horror. if uh -huh. i said you know andrew there this book's about 16 killers and they come back <laughs> and they <laughs> and you're like yeah i'm i'm out already no I'm and i kept telling you like it's not you know so i'm i'm not a big horror guy i mean i yeah. say that but i do read a lot but there's a lot of things that i have to put down and i'm like i can't but yeah. this isn't one of them because of the how it's written in the dialogue. Because I could have said that with um, Philadelphia. I'm not into like interview with the vampire stuff. Yeah. And but how it's written and how everything's drawn, that's what sucks me in. See what I did there? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I like this book. I don't know if you did, but I really did pop when I saw the Lucha Eliminator. I'm like hell yeah. At least we have one positive thing that Andrew cannot say wasn't positive. Exactly. I saw the Luchador, too. I was like, wrestling in comics. Hell yeah. I saw that right away. Now you can like, put totally it on the Marking on Out podcast, right? I can put it on the Marking Out podcast. It's like, hey, the combination of wrestling and comics. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, and I, I want to read the trades. I haven't read the trades because during when there were no comics mm -hmm. shipping, I, I went overboard, and I bought a bunch of shit. And so I have a pile of graphic novels that I need to get to that I bought. And it's like, okay, you planning on reading these someday? Or are you just putting them on the shelf? So I, I, I have more than 
enough stuff. And of course, then like a, you know, like the dog in um, Up, I mean, I see a squirrel, a new comic, and I'm off running in the other direction. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But yes, I will read it. Now that I've read one and I've got the bug, I will go back and... What, how many trades are there? Six? Seven? I, 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 yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I don't look six or seven. I, I can't remember right offhand. Um, I don't have them all. I read them all no. digitally. Um, yeah, I'm going to get burned on that one some money because Comixology gives you number one, get you hooked. For free. And then you, yeah, and then you, have to, then you have to start ponying up. So you know a book's probably pretty good when they have they only give you one. They figure <laughs> we're gonna hook you. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's Williamson like on this book or like Birthright. His indie mm-hmm. stuff is um, really good, and uh, that's why like when I read Flash, I'm like maybe mm-hmm. it's because it's like 75 issues he's written so far that I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. One more before we move on for me is I was going to hit kids, kids with a Z. Um, we've talked about this before. It's like if Ed, Ed and Eddie were um, in the world of the walking dead, it's kids. For some reason, kids are the only ones that survive in this world and they have to zombie hunt. And this particular issue, they didn't really do a lot of zombie hunting. It was more about the kids interacting. Some girls have joined their group and they played truth or dare. So oh, they boy. made for some really funny moments. Okay. Um, funny. Okay. Funny. No, this is a kids book. Okay. Um. Well, a teen book, but yeah. Yeah, so, but, but that still could be a little scary with <laughs> truth or yeah, there. with no parent. Yep, but no parents. Mm. So yeah, it's a fun book. I just like to highlight it because I don't think anyone's really reading it. This is a blaze. So I bet you a bunch of people haven't even heard of it. But have I you, really like it. Have you ever watched the movie Kids? Yes, it's not like that. No, okay, because every time you say kids, I keep thinking of the dude going, I have no legs. Yeah. No. Like, it, <laughs> what was that, Casper and stuff? And, yeah, and mm-hmm. he's, like, talking about doing whippets and stuff, yeah. Yeah. That's what I expect that. when you see kids. And wasn't Rosario Dawson in that, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. That's not this. This <laughs> is a very lighthearted, fun yeah. comic. That, that, that movie was, like, an after-school special. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It should have been. That movie's scary for parents. Yeah. 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 Speaking of uh, parents and stuff, you ready to get the the donuts here? It's time! It's time! Your career's over. You're a jobber. This is the worst town I've ever been. We're here to get our justice! It doesn't sound like uh, Tamatunga has got super kicked by puberty yet. Elijo Del Nerdo, aka Joey Bagadona. Sup, nerds. Joey's joined us, as you can tell. And you should have been there for the comics. It was better. We talked about a luchador, a luchador murderer. Yeah, I heard you a lot of out. wrestling stuff over there. Yeah. 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 See? See? See, comics and wrestling collide. Anyway, um, (laughs) you've got a new segment, a new feature. I do. You've you've revamped the entire wrestling show. Uh Um, It's this is kind of like Lucha Underground. It's breaking stuff. Breaking stuff. Um, You're changing the whole, the whole, the whole game. We're changing the whole game up over here. (laughs) Well, um, wrestling podcast. So tell us a little bit about it. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure it's about time to step into the bakery. And uh, we've got 
a new segment called <laughs> Donuts Half a Dozen, where uh, yeah. six different flavors leading up to the best, um, leading up to the best donut of all, um, the Boston Cream Donut. And uh, Are you the Boston Cream Donut? I'm the Boston Cream Donut of the crop. Well, Boston cream know. of the crop. Dr. Joe might think he's the Boston cream donut. No, I mean, no. Still Boston <laughs> cream of the crop. That's, the cream of the crop, favorite? you rise to the top. You yeah. never interfere because a pig is a cop, a better yet a Terminator, okay. like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> this is my, this is my time to shine. That's, you know, that's the house of pain, right? Spotlight time. <laughs> Spotlight time. Oh, here we go. He's hating already. All Jeez. right. He's got a Yankees hat on, man. You know <laughs> and he's saying he's it, the it's Boston big. cream, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he does have a big head, though. Really, that's mine and his mom's fault. But yeah, that's true. He had a big dome piece. So tell us a little bit about this dozen of donuts. A half dozen of donuts, yours. All right. Well, I could tell you that just because you're number six in the ranking doesn't mean that you're. It was terrible. It's just the best of the, the worst of the best. What? That so these are sense. like you're like the this be- sounds best like six. Scott Steiner doing math. It's the best six, but you're <laughs> you give him the Michigan hat. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> now you're saying something about my Michigan hat. <laughs> okay, um, the six best, but it um, spit it out, Junior. Yeah, yeah. So, cut that. Out. So this <laughs> is a this this is a segment about. The six top things of the week, right. basically, but that it, you've decided and ranked by donut flavors. Yes, so he actually has six different varieties of donuts to do that number placing. Yeah. Ah, okay. So there'll be six topics for us to discuss. Yeah, six, right. Six different flavors. Should I start at the top or at the bottom? Right. With six. All right. At the sixth place of the double chocolate donut. This, so, you this, know. so the sixth is the double chocolate donut. Right. Okay. And it's. The Vitrosa Diano Perrazzo makes her debut on Impact. Um, and you could say that she made an impact with the arm bar she put on Jordan Grace. You know, you see what I did there? Yeah, Dad jokes. He wrote that. Um, <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> or she defeated, after she <laughs> defeated Tyus. This kid's going off script and stuff, going outlaw wrestling on us. He's like, Dad oh, jokes. Okay. I didn't write. Did you see what I did there? No, you didn't. You know what? Are we gonna have to treat you like um, Prince Puma oh and not let you talk? Yeah, probably <laughs> because you give him the mic and he's dropping pipe bombs. <laughs> so yeah, I happened to see that highlight. Did you? See, I, I saw the highlight too. Dana Caruso came out. Um, mm-hmm. She gave it to Jordan Grace after Jordan Grace had a really good match with um, Taya Valkyrie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty awesome. So they're they're putting her right in the title picture. It looks like right away. Yeah, the the thing that stood out for me for that is you know because we always talk about storytelling and things with um booking people correctly and things like that. And I really think from watching Impact for the last three weeks that they kind of do similar to AEW. Like they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. She's new. You make an impact. You go in there and you put their top star. And uh, arm bar and show that, you know, she's out for mm-hmm. blood. So, I mean, get her right in there. Yeah. He said, make an impact. That's more damn yep. jokes. I said, then make she's... an impact. Yes, that's funny. <laughs> she's on impact. She's there for titles, too. She's not there for just to show up and preen and pose. 
it really sends that message that this is a this is a women's division that people are about winning the championship. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like it. And I like Jordan Grace as the is the champion. I really do. I think she's a good champion. I mean Taya is amazing, but you can't keep it on her forever. It was time to like give someone else a chance to shine. And I think Jordan Grace is ready to carry that division. Yep. Yeah. And uh the fifth rank uh is called the powdered jelly donut. Where powdered um jelly donut. Uh, right there, I had put um, AEW vignettes or their uh, storytelling that they're telling through the vignettes. So okay. um, I would say Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela, uh, Britt Baker's, and Darby Allens, as usual. I'd forgotten about the Kiss Janela one until you said it, right. and that was good. It gave me a Miami Vice kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the top down, and it was the Tubbs and Crockett picked him up. Of course, <laughs> Joey's a, a a pretty scraggly-looking um, Crockett, but <laughs> well, there was a I moment, liked it. There was a moment when he was sitting at the bar, Joe was like, who's that chick? I was like, who's that? <laughs> because they showed Janela the back of his hair, and he had his hair up like a like a woman uh-huh. and stuff, and then they showed him, and I'm like, yeah, that's Janela. <laughs> Got him. Bam. <laughs> But yeah, I thought it was cool. I like, I kind of like how they did that because it's a way to like they kind of made him look like he's down on his luck and he hasn't. Um, and they were showing like his best were behind him and yeah, but the... has it been behind him? I don't know about that. But I mean, I did. Yeah, they, but it's a good story. But they did work together like a dark match. What like a couple, like a month or so ago? I think so. I think so, and I think you brought it up on a show or a discussion after show that Janella would be a great person to bring Kiss up. Yeah, because they because they're not doing anything with him because they're opposites. But that's kind of cool because it's kind of like the Fandango um, Tyler Breeze kind of thing, but like mm-hmm. the AEW version, except Joey yeah. Janela is he's just crazier. He'll put his he's like body Jersey in. rock and roll boy, and then you have more of the glam. It's like sunny kiss. Yeah, it's yeah. like Jersey Shore meets, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Um, Zoolander or something. You know what I sure. mean? Because because he's very fashionable and stuff mm-hmm. like that and flashy. But I think it's great because that just proves to me. You know, I hate the people that hate on Janella because Janella is such a giving person. Mm-hmm. He he's going to elevate Kiss to a level. You know, yeah. He really is. People are going to know who Sunny Kiss is. There's gonna they're going to do some great vignettes. Um, Janela's going to sell out on the bumps in their matches. And it's you to be I mean? continued, so you're going to see more of it. More vignettes of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, very um, cool. At the, thir- at the fourth spot of... Well, are we going to talk about any of the other vignettes or just well, I mean, move on to another one? Did anyone else have another vignette? That just happened to be the one I liked. I, I mean, the Britt Baker stuff's been pretty good, but that, that's a, that makes sense to do it that way because she's injured. So you keep putting her on TV that way and get her over even more as a heel. Mm-hmm. So I'm and, I'm for it. And Darby Allen keeps he, he's trying to stay like and he keeps putting his body on the line even though he's not cleared medically. It's hanging out with Tony Hawk. Yeah, did you see the thing on um Twitter where he jumped out of the um like a part like a um where was he at? Like a hotel and he jumped off the balcony into a pool. No, I didn't see that. He jumped, like, wow. I swear, like, three or four floors up, off Holy the balcony, shit. into the in-ground pool out there. 
Jeez. That must have been a, a deep pool. Otherwise, he's you crazy. Would have just hit the bottom. Yeah, yeah, he's crazy. We'll get into him more <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah, there were some good vignettes. I think those were. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was any others. AW keeps doing uh, good with that. I th- I think it's a way that you have two hours of TV time, right? And they give us plenty of matches, but the people that don't get matches. It's a way for them to have people talk about them and get excited because they tell so many stories in their wrestling. I thought about it. It's not really a vignette. I guess it's a backstage thing, but the um, the um, Brian Cage um, Moxley thing was good with um, Taz getting out there mm-hmm. and getting in Mox's face yeah. and all that. I like that. That was mm-hmm. another good one. Um, and then showing that yeah. Cage is not controllable. Like even Taz can't control him. He's like, no, no, that's enough, man. And, Cage doesn't care. Puts him through a yeah. windshield. So. Um, I would say the fourth spot is to Glaze Donut and uh, the son of um, Elijo Del El Fantasmo's <laughs> na- new name. Uh, um, <laughs> Santos I'm not Escobar. going first. I'll let you guys talk and then I'm going to blow up <laughs> like a fire. And uh, <laughs> they had Raul Mendoza and uh, I don't remember who the other. Lucky whatever is yeah i, I want to say joaquin yeah. phoenix but that's not him it was tjp yeah. or not tj what's his name yeah. djz that's djz yeah that's who he is oh okay. and he's not even mexican he's actually i think his mom is indian so yeah, i don't I, know I, what I, I didn't think he was mexican <laughs> but but um, um for me <laughs> he's the saint of cocaine is that what you yeah, said yeah i said he's saint cocaine i guess i don't know um because <laughs> i mean where else the escobar santos the saint right yeah so mm-hmm. and then he takes his face his mask off and yeah, they, and he looks like roosh um that's nice. <laughs> that they but what i don't like about it is anytime that there's a mexican wrestler that wears a mask you either make fun of them by putting them in a lucha party house party, or they demask them whether it's because I'm pretty sure they're trying to keep it where like the their biggest masked stars the only masked stars so they're trying to keep Rey Mysterio as the best masked wrestler of all time. Yeah, that's what they're. But it's possible. But I think they're trying to get away from their origin where they're. Or, that they're not they're not trying to get the mask over they're trying to get the person over that way they don't have another Sankara incident where like um when when he he ended up leaving and they just put a mask over Hunico's face and called him Sankara <laughs> again I mean because they own the rights to that so they own the rights to Saint Escobar well I'm happy that he changed his name because otherwise they would have took that name. And he would have had to use like his dad's or somebody else's for when he left. I don't think they can take that name. That name may not. Well, they took Rey Mysterio, Carter. and that was Rey Mysterio's mm. like uncle's name. And but mm. even though he is Rey Mysterio Junior, it's still fine that he. No, I don't think that. you can take the name Son of Phantasma. Yeah, I'm not sure because they can get that. That's one, that's a triple A thing. Yeah, and he's I also. Know, I, th- I think it's their way, so they don't. Because he wrestled in Impact, he wrestled in AAA. Wrestled they in wanna, Lucha Underground. They want to take it away, Lucha Underground. Even King Cuerno, they're not going to have him come out as King Cuerno. 
So I oh, think WWE it, could never do King Cuerno right. Don't get me started. But I think it's uh, to me when I seen it and they demasked him and um, he took his mask off and he said his name. I was like, wait, because he's Hispanic, you're gonna call him Saint Cocaine. That's originally what I like messaged yeah. you and I was like, well, that's not funny. Oh, that's, that's, the and then I saw like thing. he come down with let him lose two two other guys, and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, so now they're okay. a gang, right? <laughs> so they're yeah, the cartel. They're, they're the freaking sheets. cartel, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they are. Um, this shit annoyed the shit out of me. Um, this guy is so good. I mean, his King Cuerno and Lucha Underground was so good. He was able to be King Cuerno and then still go back and be Son of Phantasma in AAA, like in the same month. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so good at being multiple characters. Now, I do like that they're having him speak in English. People don't realize that, that he speaks really good English. And that, that's going to help him get over. But this storyline is doomed, doomed, doomed because the person who runs that company is an asshole. And he's going to make this offensive to me at some point. I think the idea is kind of cool that I think they're going for kind of a narcos thing. Yeah. You know, the TV show, which is kind of popular. And if they were doing this angle in MLW, for example, I think I'd be on board for it because I think he has the talent to do that and to be like kind of a cartel type thing. And maybe they incorporate Selena De La Renta and just different things. They could do some really cool things. But the way WWE has treated the luchadors and the Latino wrestlers, it's going to be offensive to me at some point. I just Will know it. it. Be I, as I, offensive as the Mexicals riding out <laughs> in their lawnmowers <laughs> like they did in the early 2000s. No, it won't be as offensive as that, but it's going to be very stereotype. And yeah. then it's even set up. I already saw people tweeting some people that kind of maybe lean a little right about how um, the blue eyed. Irish guy's going to come and take care of these Mexicans. You know what I mean? Because oh, Jordan yeah, Devlin because Jordan is going to come. It's a title, or they fight for It's Devlin's mm-hmm. title. He's just mm-hmm. holding it until he gets back. And, you know, and I'll say it, you know, the McMahons, they work for 45. The same guy who came down an escalator and said they're all rapists and thieves. You know what I mean? I, I don't have a lot of confidence that this storyline is going to portray this guy in the right light mm-hmm. so yeah I, i'm not thrilled and i was thrilled he had the belt because he's so damn talented and there he has so much potential to do some amazing things and ugh, ugh. <laughs> do you think that they demask these guys like the guys that they let take off the mask are the guys that are decently looking dudes that's why they do it so they can gain more it's also so they can control their entire um, identity from the sales point of view, because if they, I, I bet you that AAA would get a little piece of any merchandise that has um, the hijo de fantasma. They've got to have a piece of that. Name. Yeah, the same thing with like a a Drade and um, who's that? Mm-hmm. What that's his. That was his no, name before. The Garza, Angel Garza. Angel Garza. Garza. Yeah. I don't think. No, Andrade Raul. didn't wrestle AAA. He was a CML guy. But we're saying guys that were wearing masks. Oh, yeah. They take him off masks. Masks. But Garza didn't wear one. Ever? I don't know about ever, but he was. He didn't wear a mask because uh, Hector Garza didn't wear a mask. Yeah. Which was his... But see, even Garza has been a bit offensive. You know, because they're either one way. Like you said, they're either this evil 
asshole arrogance like Andrade and or Garza. El Patron was. Yeah. Or you're like Garza where you're the ladies' man. Yeah, you're like you're Eddie's lady. You're, yeah. It's like, come on, man. Come up with something different. It's, you know, and it's about all of them. Like, I'm tired of the biker white guy with long hair and too many tats, too, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What are those guys called? The Forgotten Sons. The Sons Sons of Forgotten Anarchy. (laughs) The Sons of Forgotten Anarchy. (laughs) And, uh, or they, or they make fun of them and put them in that little group. They're, they're talented, too. Or, or rest in, rest in peace, Gaspar, but, you know, crime time. You know, we, you know, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's stereotypical horseshit that WWE yeah. has. Or what a they did with our truth tendency and stuff. to do, yeah. So, ugh. All right, well, I got it out of my system. Okay. I feel better. Let's get to a little <laughs> more up topic. Um, the third is uh, the maple donut, uh, which would be the the next generation of wrestlers. Is it about Canadians? Canadians. Maple syrup. Oh. Maple no, leaf? No, no, no. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any <laughs> Canadians in there. Or maybe. Should be. Maybe there is. But um, uh, seeing that a lot of the wrestlers uh, before are getting to, like, an age where they know when they want to retire. Like Cody said, maybe six years or something. Like, a lot of them, it's... Uh, where are you going with this? I'm trying to get to, like, there's a lot of younger guys that are going to... A lot of younger guys. So I could list a few and with their ages. Um, Brian Pillman Jr., 26 years old. Vikingo is 23. Um, AEW has a lot of them where they're a lot of younger talent. They're like a younger company. But guys like Shota Umino or Shooter, uh, Moxes. Bandito is only 25. Uh, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, Sammy Guevara. Um, MJF, yeah, these guys are gonna be. Um, You're just gonna read them all, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Myron Reed, Chris cool. Bay. Ah, <laughs> what about Byron Will Osprey? Oh yeah, Will Osprey. Too. Yeah, you just seem to overlook that every time it's on a piece of paper in front of you, don't funny. you? It's like your thing. But you, you say Myron Reed, like he had a new CD or something come out today. I didn't listen to that. You were listening you to it. You listen to that. You were sweating so much, Myron dude. Reed. I, I know that you went downstairs and when you started doing your workout. You were like, yeah, that's my boy, Kid Reed. Yeah, boy. I didn't have Skirt, skirt. So, but, um, was he listening to Myron Reed, but like Jordan Oliver would listen to Myron Reed? Yeah, he has Adidas <laughs> pants on, just like Jordan Oliver. I'm sure he put his little mullet right here. Because he hasn't had a haircut since March 16th, <laughs> and puts it pulls it back, looking like Jordan Oliver too. We're getting a little off topic here, are we? So, oh, look well, at your veins popping out. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, you're you're doing that, huh? huh? What do you? So to, like, you're saying 25s? basically that these other guys are getting old, and this is the talent of the future. Yeah. So you you're just pushing old guys like me out. Well, they no. don't. I mean, he's about, a like, hater. He doesn't a lot of like rest, NWA, I mean, remember? Unless you're like Christian. El Champion. A couple guys are going to be like Chris Jericho or a lot of the oh, Japanese stars. Oh, now you're stars. putting Andrew's age or, gra- bracket Luch- in here, or, right? Or Luchador. Ken Shamrock. They're going to like last till they're like 50s and 60s. Oh, it, but a lot of guys are already okay. setting their retirements. So. Jesus. Yeah. Or they're putting Jesus. the younger well, talent over. Everyone, don't you? It's funny when I try to look up guys. I keep coming up with a lot of 29 and olders. So it just goes to show that it does take a time, a bit of time for some of these guys to get over. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize like Hammerstone was 29. Is that what we came up with? Yeah. 
And then what was the other one? Oh, um, from the Rascals. He's in his 30s. Desmond and Xavier, um, 32. Desmond. I learned that Bobby Fish was 43. Yeah. Woo! See? There okay. you go. The, so, I think, yeah. I was going to say the oldest guy I have on here is Phoenix, 29. Yeah, 29. Yeah. Um, but Phoenix is already a star. Yeah. He just wasn't, ex- if people didn't watch Lucha Underground, they didn't realize, but he was a star. Yeah. Um, Sammy Guevara to me is one that I, I like a lot. I think Sammy, we had, they haven't even untapped all the, you know, he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's charismatic. I could see him being able to do, um, Eddie Guerrero type promos eventually. I think he could get mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think like the one that stands out to me is um, Jungle Boy's only twenty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is super young. Like to think about that. I mean, he does look like a little boy still. Like his body, he is the mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. His body type is like Joe's body type, but I mean, <laughs> you know. But he's tall. I mean, he's he he you know he was almost Cody's height in that match. He didn't look out of place with Cody. Yes, he's thinner, but mm-hmm. he didn't look out of place. One day he'll um, be a Jungle Man. Does he have to change his um, gimmick though? Maybe Does he, he have can to move into Tarzan. like where he talks. You know what I mean? He can't keep going through this whole for to, to advance to the next level. He can't be a character that doesn't talk. In other words, yeah, maybe the the boy comes out of the jungle and becomes a man. He's gonna be a yeah. jungle man. Yeah. yeah. Maybe his dinosaur will teach him because he does have a degree. The dinosaur does have a master's degree. Ah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I like it. I like it. So what we have next? Uh, the second is, I mean, the second spot is the Sprinkled Donut, which mm. I have New Japan is back. Uh, and they have Hallelujah! A <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they have a tournament starting, and I'm pretty sure my dad has the tournament pulled up. Yeah. He's probably been in a good mood since he heard that. I've been. Is he like kind of skipping around the house? No, but singing I did, songs. As soon as I seen it, Joe was down <laughs> there, down here in the basement playing video games, and I just sent him the picture of it, and he was mm-hmm. like, "When does that start?" <laughs> I was like, "The date is on there." Well, for <laughs> those that don't see the date, it starts on Monday night. Um, so Tuesday morning when I wake up. Uh, we're, We're going to be watching some, some New Japan. We get two weeks of incredible wrestling, basically. I can't wait. Between New Japan and Fighter Fest, it's going to be wrestling overload. Yeah. It's actually, like, I mean, for, like, a Tuesday. Okay, let's see. There's one, two, four matches on Tuesday. Well, mm-hmm. Monday. Monday night in Japan. Or, no, it's Tuesday mm-hmm. night. Wait, is that Tuesday night in Japan? It's Monday night here, but it's No, Tuesday. Monday night. It'd be... Tuesday It'd be Monday morning. Let's say afternoon. The, the, I don't know the sixteenth. <laughs> <laughs> there's Aren't gonna be you, there's the calendars different there too. For Joe, no, Jesus, Pete. For <laughs> man, you you've been home doing this homeschool stuff and stuff, and you got to sign the put in the front work. yard because you're moving into high school. But boy, I don't call man. you son because you're bright. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, oh there's four matches on on the 16th and four matches on the 17th, and then they don't come back until the 22nd. You'll get the the 22nd and the 23rd. You get the other sides of the brackets. So they're gonna oh, okay. do one 
like we did the bracket. Uh huh. You're gonna get like one area of a bracket one day, one area the next. Then the following week, you'll get the West and whatever. We're just calling it the West, but you know, yeah. the West. Do you think that's um, a social distancing decision, so they don't bring the whole roster in? Or do you think the the ones that aren't in the tournament that first weeks will be in a bunch of multi, bunch of multi man? I think stuff. they do the G one like that too during the normal thing. I think it's no G one. They alternated. They would do one day. They would I, do like one side of the bracket, and then the other day they would do the other group. Well, here's the, oh, and yeah, here's they always the had the whole roster there because they yeah. did six man tags too. That's the the question at hand is is before these matches maybe do they kind of like get these other guys working you know to get you excited like they normally do mm-hmm. but those are the or, ones that we like fast said, forward through social, <laughs> because we is just, it a social distancing thing right and they keep and that's why they're keeping it to a small crew I, for each yeah i could see that i mean they they have taken better precautions over in japan than say here um for things so mm-hmm. i will say that you know that that makes sense, and I, I'm just glad that they're back. And I don't care if it's four matches, yeah, every two days or twice a week. That's it's actually perfect that, four matches. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing that stood out to me was like, there's a bunch of guys that, you know, I hadn't heard their names in quite a while, so I, I was excited. But I see like there's you know certain areas like you have the Akata branch, and then you got the Tanahashi branch. That you know that their sides mm-hmm. of brackets because you know they're they're gonna protect those two dudes, like they are really protective with Okada. You know he's advancing, he's gonna go to the finals and something crazy is gonna happen, or he makes it to the final four. But he'll still look good, no matter what mm-hmm. happens, because they never crap on him. Even when Jay White beat him, they never crapped on him. You know the Gaijins are not there, obviously. So that 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 leaves a, a big void. Well, they do have Zach. It, it leaves it leaves a heel. Yeah, <laughs> true, but it leaves a huge heel void. Who are the heels that are there? To Suzuki, be Evil, everybody in. Um, yeah, no, but those, oh, those guys are like tweeners. Yeah, They're not full L-I-J's. on like Bullet Club guys. I mean, there's not even Tai Chi. Yeah, so Suzuki's faction and Bullet Club guys, if they're not Jado. Kenta. Yeah, that's true. But Kenta's not in it. He's not? No. I don't think so. No. I'm pretty sure he's not there. I think he's in Florida. <laughs> ah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so you don't have any bullet. You don't have a Jay White. You don't have... I think Sonata's going to win it. I mean, it's time for Sonata to do something. So. Does, is there a belt on Sonata right now? No. No, he's the only member of... Um, but he has to get through Tanahashi to win it. What round would that be, him fighting Tanahashi? Would that be like a semifinals or a quarterfinal? Um, yeah, that would be semifinals. See, he could do it there. Or no, that would be quarterfinals, but then they mm. would, yeah, the winner would go to the semifinals. That might be too early. I don't know, but I think mm-hmm. that would be worth doing. But, that, I mean, that bracket alone, like, after I'm looking at Takagi's in it. Shingo? Um, yeah, mm. because he wrestles a show. Sonata fights. Okay, uh, they they're using tag team guys too because they don't have a lot. Sonata of fights Taiguchi. Um, Saber fights Kota Ibushi, and Tanahashi fights Taichi. That's all in one bracket. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's stacked. Yeah, that's better than in your house. <laughs> 
That, that, Boom, that, I see that, no, really, it is. I mean, <laughs> of course it is. Dude, oh, don't get me started. NXT's so bad, I'd rather do commentary on Joe and his little brother playing WWE 2K. I didn't know it'd be booked better, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm just excited about it. It's a, we're gonna have some Japanese wrestling to talk about, and you know that's great. I'm excited about that because if you're an AEW fan and you haven't experienced New Japan, now's the time to jump on, catch streaming, yeah. nine ninety nine. You're gonna Better get all this. Network. I mean, they have it all in English, and you can see the old matches too. You yeah. can see what the hype is about Kenny Omega, the Bullet Club, can, all that stuff. You all can the see old AJ Bullet Styles. You can see the Prince you know, Devitt. Prince Devitt, and it's yeah. it's gonna be like strong style wrestling. They will s- slap the crap out of each other the whole match. It's, yes, it's. I mean, they don't mess around in Japan. It's called I, strong style. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> it's a called lot. strong style for a reason. Okay, are All you right. ready to well, last And if you like Lucha, if you like the flips too, I mean, the, the, these guys can flip. There's they a can. Lucha yeah. influence as well. I mean, some of the guys don't, but a lot of them do a lot of aerial work too. Yeah, and it's could. great oh. storytelling. It's like some of the best storytelling yes. in wrestling. Yep. Um, the number one is the Boston Cream Donut. And it's uh, about the impact that Dusty Rhodes had on Wednesday night wrestling. So, the anniversary of Dusty's death was this week, and so there's been a lot of talk about, I've just been hearing it on different podcasts I listen to, about the influence that Dusty Rhodes had on this generation of wrestlers. Um, The people he worked with at the Performance Center, um, his son, who left and created part of what created AEW. Um, Dusty's has his fingers on things, and I think it's pretty obvious from the three people sitting here, we like the Dusty way of doing things more than we like the McMahon way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of wrestling we like because we used to be NXT fans. Yeah. And now we kind of watch it. And it's, it has nothing to do with the talent. I love the talent. Oh. I tuned in this week and I wanted to see good things from the talent. But I feel like it's being booked like a Raw it's being booked like a SmackDown. It's not being booked like an NXT anymore. You know, all the things that I loved about NXT are not there other than the talent. And now AEW is. And AEW, because, you know, Cody and, and, and the people around him, Arn Anderson and people that are, are booking it that way. That's just my thought. I think he's had such a huge influence, I, FTR. Yeah, I mean, you just think about all the guys that said they didn't believe in me, but Dusty did. And he told me to, mm-hmm. you know, keep working. And he, you know, he put us in a tag team. Or he, you know, he, he saw things in us. Like, um, who was it? Who Who's the dude from Australia that um, used to date Alexa Bliss? Uh, Buddy oh, Murphy. Buddy. Yeah. yeah. He's the first one that said that Dusty was, like, all about him and, like, pushed him and, you know, realized that, if the tag team was gone and Alexa left, that he just remembered, like, Dusty saying, you have to, like, change your ways and stuff. And he realized that, how am I going to get on TV? Well, I'm going to cut all this weight so I can be under 205 
and I'm going to be in cruiserweight and show them that I can go with these dudes too. And that dude got shredded real quick. Oh, and, yeah. And he did like, I mean, for a while, I would, when I was watching WWE, he was one of the guys that I'm like, man, people are sleeping on this dude because he, yep. mm-hmm. he's an excellent wrestler. Or like the Daniel Bryans, like the dude would go over in Ring of Honor and all these other in Japan and have some of the greatest, longest, longest matches ever. Mm-hmm. And come to WWE, and Vince be like, "Oh, well, he just has this face and stuff." But Dusty believed in him, like yep. he believes in a lot of dudes. Like you wouldn't have the FTR if it wasn't for Dusty Rhodes, because he's seen something between their styles and said, "You remind me of the like the Four Horsemen. I'm gonna put you together, and you prove people that you are just like that." And it's old school wrestling. See, now it's become more about entertainment and those influences that Dusty created when NXT was on top is a dying breed now, except in AEW. Because, and it, it's, it's Dusty and it's also who Dusty surrounded himself with. Um, and I can't remember which podcast said this because I hear so many wrestling podcasts. It could have been Solo Monster, but these recent firings of backstage personnel at NXT, the Fit Finleys, um, people like that, they also had a bit in, big impact in creating that culture there because they were dusty guys. They were from Dusty's era. Um, William Regal, um, Robbie Brooks, Brookside, all these guys. And now the people running the, the PC, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, Triple H, they're, um, they're Attitude Era guys. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, NXT is kind of starting to have time. that attitude era kind of stuff. Yeah. And they've gotten away like Johnny from Johnny Gargano is now a tough guy. Come on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and But yet he's a, a coward and uses his wife to win matches. And, right. and just stuff that, that, that just was crap. It's crap. And, and I think it is. It's, it's a changing of the guard of what Dusty, how Dusty saw things. Versus how Triple H, Shawn Michaels, that whole group of guys. So you can you can see that people really want the 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 WCW way, and that was the Dusty way too. Because there was many mm-hmm. years that Dusty was behind the stage, backstage, and he was booking everything. He even mm-hmm. when he was doing the play by play, he was like that was his main part of booking. Um, and that's what I'm into. Like I'm into like the throwback stuff, but I'm okay adapting to like new things. Like, you know, dudes doing flips and stuff, and guys with their hands in their pockets doing flips and getting hit with oranges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with all that because we're getting storytelling, yeah. and Dusty was all about storytelling too. Yeah. Now yeah, they're like some comedy. Yeah, now NXT seems to be, you know, since they've gotten away from it, it's more about try to give you, like, cool matchups, but there's no there's no build-up, really. Dusty Rhodes had to be the best storyteller because he wasn't the most built guy. He wasn't, like, no. one of the greatest. Well, not, like, he wasn't one of the more talented wrestlers, but he put so much, like, storytelling the build up to the finishing move. Charisma. He, he had charisma, that. and how he won you over was to tell everyone that he was the working a son of a working man. And what are yeah. most wrestling fans? They don't have a lot of money. They're mm-hmm. mostly blue collar. I mean, 
And so that's how you, he won him over. That that and the storytelling between him being like the son of a plumber and the the guy that people didn't like because he was born with like a ton of money and that's the story yeah. that he would they would put together. Yeah. Yeah, he was excellent. He knew how to connect. He was a smart booker. That's the thing. They're just not booking NXT right. Like, I look at it, it's like, there's nothing wrong with comedy, but I'm like, even Finn Balor kind of trying to say, oh, I'm coming after you, Keith Lee, at the very end. Okay. So it's like Finn doesn't even feel like he gives a crap that he's going after the North American title. Why isn't Finn Balor going after Adam Cole? Adam Cole cuts a promo, and Adam Cole says, I'm the greatest NXT champion here. I've accomplished more than any other person has accomplished in NXT. I'm like, wow, there it is. That's Finn Balor's music. Finn Balor comes out and says, oh, really? Well, I say that I am the greatest NXT champion, and that's what I'm, And it's nothing against Cross. I understand they're fast-tracking Cross because they mm -hmm. want to get Cross up to the big they picture. The thing, the part this week when I watched NXT that angered me was how they forced Cameron Grimes to play the drunk hillbilly dude. Yeah, that yes. was super That was weird. so forced, and you can tell it's forced because I've seen him in Impact when he was Trevor Lee, and he doesn't uh -huh. talk like that. And him playing uh -huh. that character, and I'm like, this is a Vince thing. And that would never happen. They would have respected him as a wrestling talent, which he's very good wrestling. Mm -hmm. But now he's playing drunk so hillbilly. Weird. So you're going to tell me that Shane Strickler is going to come out and he's going to come up with a red solo cup next week and stuff because that's what they think he should yeah. do? Because he's a great wrestler too? Yeah. Like, don't force yeah. somebody to be, like, comedy. Like, this stuff is ridiculous. Like, there's, like, that was all forced. And, like, I, like, just shook my head at that and going... No way. Like, this is making me hate this guy. When you know, the thing with WWE talent. is if you're comedy, you're comedy 24-7. They don't allow people to be human beings. Like, right now, we're having jokes and we're having a good time. But if something serious happened in our lives, we flip our serious switch on. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's the difference. AEW, the Bucks are, are always the BTEs and making jokes and cracking on people. And fuck up. But when it's match time, it's match time. And that's the difference, I think with AEW where I think like NXT, WWE, if you're the, um, you know, the new day, you're always fucking jokes. Well, you know, I think, I think that's the difference too. Like mentioning like the Rhodes error and WCW or even NXT, there was more K-Fab mm -hmm. and that's what AEW does. But mm -hmm. WWNXT now is kind of dropping all that stuff. And they're like, whatever, just like people are into watching buying videos and TikTok. So let's just give them a little bit and change everything the next time because you people don't remember stuff. That's what they think. Yeah. But it, yeah. It, it, I don't get it. But I, I like old school stuff when it comes to wrestling. But I tell me a story. That's why I'm interested in Impact now because i'm getting the story i'm getting the cancel mm -hmm. culture story i'm getting the story of tasha Steele's kara hogan with with uh sue young or Susie, yeah. whatever they're calling her i'm getting the deaners i'm getting dudes like you know a bunch of different matches where you're getting it it's just staying together and it's flowing and it reminds me a lot of aw and i think they yeah. changed it up because people want that so they see aw doing it so mm -hmm. you got Impact going their direction and NXT is going 
the whole other way. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you can either adapt or, you, like I mentioned it mm-hmm. early, or you can die. Moneyball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watched um, the takeover, and it was the worst takeover I've ever seen. If if EO hadn't won at the end, I would have just walked away completely disgusted. Like but the matches it, it was were pop. stacked, though, but then it was the card on paper should have been amazing, and and the workers worked hard, but some of the choices of who won, the length of matches, the announcing, uh, their whole the way they do the the wrestlers in the crowd does not work. Um. They try to recreate the NXT crowd, which is a mistake. <laughs> when, okay. they, when they're chanting, you still got it. Yeah. Get, get out yeah. of here. Like, no, go. Or they NXT. do. You know the chants NXT. that NXT crowds do. The NXT crowds are notorious for doing chants. And that's fine. That's NXT crowds. But to have the wrestlers do it, it's so fake. Yeah. Like, just, like then, the only people that get away with, like, a chant maybe for AW is the guns. But <laughs> that's just – but everybody else, they're – they're just like yelling and screaming at them because that's their character. They stay in their character. Right. And they and they behave like their character. Like everybody is cheering for whoever's in the ring in NXT. So why would a heel be cheering for somebody? They be you know, I like you watch AEW and MJF is not cheering for people. No. You know? The only time MJF cheers is if someone he doesn't like gets hurt. Then he's happy. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? But staying in character, and again, kayfabe. Um, yeah, I, but you're right. I watched all of the Impact highlights, and I was impressed. Um, I, I'm impressed on who's in that um, number one contender match. Two young guys, Austin Aries and – or it's not Austin Aries, <laughs> Austin. Ace Austin. What? Ace Austin, that's who it is. Ace Austin and um, Desmond um, Xavier. I mean, it's probably going to be Elgin, but still. The fact that they're actually it's, it's in the, um, the title match. It's the the third guy of the wrestling. Not Xavier and not Wentz. It's the other guy. What's his name? Desmond. Xavier, no, it's, right? It's, it's the, not it's Trey. The, it's Miguel. Trey. It's, it's Trey. not. It's not. No, it's not yes, Trey, it is. is it? They said, they said Ace Austin, you're our tribal Trey from this. Trey, no, okay. Trey got hurt. That's why Wentz. They they. Once fought him the last week. No, they said it was Trey. All right, we have to look that up. Oh, here we I'm go. Not it's Trey. Sure. No, he's trying what? to say we're too old and we it's can't Trey. remember shit. Here you we go. Right. So, but yeah, I think. Okay, we I'm excited we, for that going forward. Trey. I did actually watch the fusion things, the little fusion. Um, they were funny. I like Mance the best. Uh, I like Hammerstone and um. What's his name? Um, Jordan Oliver? No, I don't like Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan Oliver was, he didn't even look like Jordan Oliver. He was sitting in a car, and I don't know what he was talking about. He was talking about beating somebody he was up. beating and, up the uh, the Contra unit. Oh, yeah, he was talking smack on Simon Gotch. Yeah, if you walk around <laughs> with a guy like Simon Gotch, I'd beat him up right away. <laughs> but Joe was like, do you see Jordan Oliver? He's getting jacked. I said he's kind of bigger than he was before. I didn't say he did look bigger. He's jacked. I agree with you. He did look bigger. I don't know if he looked jacked, but and then of course Selena's back. So yeah, oh, yeah. Joe told me that too, and I said, "Oh, Andrew hasn't told me that," but I haven't yeah. watched it yet. He watched it. I watched it today, so that's why I hadn't told you. I watched the NWA thing, but that was more about they were all 
showing their videos for running for um what is it mayor of carney land carney land what what happens when that's out when this is over did are they still mayor of carney land maybe i have no idea i think they are not they're doing the worst of everybody doing something well no roh is doing the worst but they're they're not i don't know it just doesn't seem to flow within the context of their stories like mlw is still telling the stories of the of the rivalries even though they're goofy yeah they're um, they're keeping you interested so when they come back like they you know that they're kind of still leading to it kind of like the yeah, Britt baker like, thing with the AEW. like yes they they're teasing stuff like it's gonna happen just wait Mm-hmm. Like Lawler banging on the Von Erics, even though yeah. it's with his little kids and it's <laughs> yeah. silly. He's still talking shit about the Von Erics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, much better job of it in, in those things. So, mm-hmm. just goes to show it's not, a, it's not a done deal on how you do it. But one other thing I would want to highlight real fast is isn't Jericho outstanding as a heel announcer? He mm-hmm. makes that show a hundred times better. Those matches were pretty average, and I was still laughing my ass off. Yeah, I thought it was like, I mean, maybe that's the reason why I enjoyed this week. Because I was like, oh, it was a pretty decent show. I, I actually enjoyed it. But like now that I think about it, like some of the times where like there'd be some action, he would make a, a, a snooty comment and then, or just be joking around and then be like, I don't know what that means either. Like, or he'd be yeah. like, it's, is that pineapple Pete? I hate like, that I, guy. Yeah. Like, I hate that guy. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, yeah. that was kind of like, I, I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was fun because I was wondering why he was there, but I think it was because he had to come out and attack. Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. so they were like, well, since you have to come out here anyways, why don't you just sit on the microphone? Hey, Excalibur, what's that move called? I'm pretty sure that's just a clothesline. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a clothesline over the top rope. Yeah. <laughs> Before, yeah. No, yeah, he, he, he's he got Bobby the Brain Heenan going, man. It's flowing through him right now. So, Well, he does like to talk. He does have a good podcast. And he does wear so. a glitter suit. What? Just what? like Bobby the Brain. Oh, yeah. He didn't do used to some crazy stuff, but yeah, that was the best. That was the best thing for sure. That's that's what I have this week. Mm-hmm. Unless you guys have anything else that you want to hit that didn't fall within our topics. Um, no, I think we're nope. we're good. I think we're full after those uh, half dozen donuts. Half a dozen donuts. Yeah. You know, Boston cream real fast is not my favorite. What's well, your favorite? Not the best. Probably the chocolate. The double chocolate. Yeah, double chocolate. Okay. See, I don't even like donuts. I like cinnamon buns or cinnamon rolls, whatever you want to call Bear claws. Bear claws, you like those? Yeah, I like bear claws too. I I mentioned that to Joe and he he said... said, He told me to put it at six. He was like, I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? I know there's all... Like, you heard of like Long John's too? No, like they're the, like the long donuts and they're like cream filled too. Ah, I know it kind of sounds not ecla- like. Isn't that an eclair? No, that's different. Than... No, I well see in the Upper Peninsula here in Michigan, that's what they call them as long johns. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we're not close to like the French, like Montreal and stuff. Where yeah. gotcha. we call them youpers up there. Do you get any pandulce? 
The what? Some empanadas? No. <laughs> Pan dulce? No. No. The I Mexican don't. pastries? No. Um, the only thing I've ever had like that is like, um, was it three trace lechon? Is that what it's called? Ah, okay. So you've never had the ginger, the ginger, instead of gingermen, they no, make... No, Joe's... Uh, listen, they make pigs. We've had a lot Don't of, ask me why. You've had them uh, chili suckers. Yeah, chili suckers. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Or cucumber-flavored stuff? No, it's not... We don't the, get cucumber. Get mango or something. Yeah, that, that that's what our friends, like, they're like, <laughs> oh, it's the best. I'm like, I'm not trying that. You tried Thanks. it. <laughs> it's delicious. I could go get you some right Just now. Just give me the tamales. that stuff. That's it. That's uh, I love those. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're all hungry, we can go off and eat some dinner. And no, we can't. It's ten oh five at night. I'm seven oh five for me. I'm fasting. I, can snack. <laughs> I can't eat uh, until like eight or nine in the morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you gotta fast. I know I gotta fast. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> well, I'm not saying suit. not you. I'm saying I gotta fast. <laughs> I gotta fit. I gotta fit in a suit August twelfth and. Things might be getting a little tight. Yeah. So, <laughs> never too late to start fasting. <laughs> no, never too late. <laughs> All right, come on, Joe, take us out. Well, We're waiting on you. Um, bye. <laughs> That's oh, it. Lord. Yeah. That's it. Chill. Oh man, Great. we have to work on your exits. You're ridiculous.